to another episode with Rove Podcasts uh, celebrating Emirati Women's Day and we are joined by another phenomenal woman, Ada Al-Busaidi. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, she is a renowned personality in the communications and marketing fields with close to 18 years of experience. Uh, she's also been instrumental in some key and major events that have taken place right here in Dubai and helped position the city in all its glory. Uh, Ada is also a very passionate advocate for women's rights and helping on social issues. So you can only imagine how much we need to talk about today. Uh, Ada, welcome to the Road Podcast. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me and I'm really glad to be here. No, absolutely. <laughs> we know you're incredibly busy. Um, so to have you here is, is great. Um, you know, what's interesting is that all the people that I've spoken to so far uh, and all the incredible women who've done so much, I love to ask them you know, I've just given you an intro, but I'd love to ask you, how would you describe yourself? Like, if someone was to ask you, what do you do? What do you actually say? Ooh. <laughs> my God, it reminds me of my first, my first ever interview. Who are you? Tell us yeah. about yourself. Um, so, uh, you know, what's really interesting is I don't like categorizing myself. I feel that it truly removes the individuality of who a person is. Because I hold so many titles um, and and I wear so many different caps. So today, I you know I'm I'm I would say I'm more of a female advocate. You know, uh, Emirati spokesperson for so many different things. But then when I go home, I'm more mom. Uh, you know, late at night, I'm just me myself and I. And during the weekends, I'm a friend. So I I think I'm a I'm a culmination of so many different things. And I I I feel titles don't make the person. Mm -hmm. And um, if I were maybe to summarize it, I would just say uh, I'm a passing through human who just wants to give back as much as she gets. Mm, I love that. You know what that <laughs> reminds me of? I interviewed Sadhguru yeah. when he was here in town and yeah. he said, I'm a worm. Yeah. I'm just part of the earth and I'm just helping anywhere yeah. I can. So I mean, it's, it's transition, right? If you really think about it, we're just transitioning. Like we have a specific period of time that we're here mm -hmm. and we're blessed to be here. Mm -hmm. And I think that transition, you then do your best to spread your wings and try to touch as many things, learn as many things, grow as much as you can, teach as many people. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think I think defining who you are, you know, whether it's using a a, a verb or an adjective, I think it it it, it limits a person. Yeah, and, and I think people are limitless. So that's why <laughs> I struggle with social media, with like Instagram bios and uh. LinkedIn <laughs> profiles. You know, you do feel like you're put into a box essentially. <laughs> but it's such a great mentality uh, for you to have. Is that something that you've always had since you always, were young? Always, always. I've. So if you if you speak to maybe some of the older people in the family, i.e. my mom, my <laughs> uncles, my aunts, they'll tell you she she, she was the rebel. She as an Ida. Mm. <laughs> I was the rebel. But I'm rebel in my thoughts. I'm actually not rebel in my actions. So I actually say whatever I feel and I think. Mm -hmm. um, but I do everything by the book. I got married to the right boy. I got mm. married the right way. I had the big 1,000 people wedding. It's, you know, <laughs> I, I had the two boys. I do everything there, but I'm such a rebel in my thoughts. And I, 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 I've always been like that. I can't remember, I think as far back as fourth grade, maybe third grade. Wow. Yeah. And so, so do, what does that mean? What does rebel with my thoughts mean? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just exploring you know i think it's 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 less rebellious now when we when we say 2022 because everyone with a phone is essentially somebody mm -hmm. <laughs> a lack of better terms an influencer yeah. but um 
I, you know, when, when, when you talk about Dubai and the UAE back in the 80s and the 90s, you know, we were still a fairly small city, a fairly small country. Um, so doing anything that was different, you know, and I cut my hair. I had, I had a boy cut wow. um, when I was 11, if I'm not mistaken. And that was taboo. Mm -hmm. Why? Why do you do that now? Like having a pixie cut is like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I mean, I mean, things like that. Or when I wanted to study communications, they were like, why don't you just want to be a doctor? And I didn't want to be a doctor. I don't care about being a doctor. So I think, I think it's things like this. And then through my thoughts, obviously, and I'm very outspoken. Like I'll, I'll tell you what I think. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's, 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 some people might misconstrue it as, oh, you know, she has an attitude. But actually, it's just the truth, and I, and I, and I think in a three-dimensional manner. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. if this wasn't me, if this wasn't the other person I'm talking to, if this was an outsider looking at it, what would that outsider think about? Mm -hmm. And so I think that perspective, that thinking outside the box, because mm -hmm. no one controls your thoughts. We're controlled by so many things. We're controlled by laws and rules and regulations and culture and family and so on and so forth. But no one controls your thoughts. So you can think whatever you want to think. Mm -hmm. No one can say anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. And I, I love that you have always been like this. You know, some people have their coming of age moments, but it seems like you had it pretty early on. Mine just came. <laughs> yeah, you were straight in there. And, and talk, me, talk me through that because... Then you said in that time it was quite against the grain. Yeah. So then you must have come across a lot of challenges, a lot of people, yeah. a lot of naysayers. How did you overcome that? And I still do. Mm. By the way, you know, I, I get this question quite a bit. I think most of us get this question as well. Like, what challenges have you gone through? But it's not what I have gone through. It's what has still yet to come. And um, and you know, getting here today was a challenge. <laughs> it was a challenge in itself because my schedule is all over the place. But I think it's how you look at those challenges. Because when people said, "Oh, you can't," I found it an opportunity to say, "Yes, I can." The biggest example I'm going to give people is when I decided that I wanted to study journalism. Um, this was when I was 16, because that's when I graduated from high school. And so, just in my final, my senior year, we were exploring different things. And it's always the naysayers usually are the people that are close to you, even by blood. And so I had an aunt who, you know, she, you know, bless her. I mean, she's much older now, so mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm sure she has some um, um, uh, regrettable youth days. Mm -hmm. uh, but she went to my mother and she said, how can you allow your child to study such a... Um, What's the word that she used? She used an Arabic word, which mm -hmm. is equivalent to saying a disgusting um, field, you know, such as journalism, you know? So it's so out there and everybody can see you. And what's she going to be? Is she going to be a TV presenter? Mm -hmm. And by the way, I did work as a TV presenter <laughs> part-time for a year. And what I really love about my mother um, is that she didn't care what other people thought. And so she doesn't outwardly say it, because you know how sometimes you have people who are very conservative in their thoughts, but also in their actions. But she didn't care what she said. But I know in, in my mom's mind, she was just like, you know, you, why don't you just deal with your own kids? Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure this is what she thought, but mm -hmm. it's not what she said. This is something I would say, like, yeah. why, don't you do, <laughs> why don't you just parent your own children, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and to uh, not only to study a disgusting um, field, but to go abroad alone, um, she should get married. You should get her engaged so that she has a fiance um, before she travels. 
And so that, I think, that really pushed my mother to say, oh, no, no way. Mm. And so it's really funny because whilst I think back and I think, oh, I was the rebel, I think we were already rebels. We all have that rebel in us, including my mother, because her goal in life and her objective was to make sure that we all had an education. That was, for her, that was the most powerful thing. Mm -hmm. uh, after that, it's whatever you want to do. So if you want to do your master's, go ahead and do your master's. It's on your own terms, et cetera. But just to have that because there is power in independence. Mm -hmm. And that's what she wanted for us, right? Um, so, so I think taking that, and it's so funny because years later, after I graduated, I mean, I got my first job. I was working, but then I got the TV presenting job as well. It was kind of like a laugh in my aunt's face. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love like, that. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you said actually happened, yeah. but guess what? It actually happened in such a good way. So mm -hmm. I think putting that rebel into context, I think maybe it's more being a more um, way ahead of your time in terms of your thoughts mm -hmm. and also your actions because I see so many people who want to do a lot of things right now, they think it, but they don't act on it. Mm -hmm. I think the difference of being a rebel is not just being a rebel in your thoughts, but acting on those thoughts. Mm -hmm. But also weighing like the, the good things and the bad things. It's not like I'm a rebel and I'm like, no, I'm gonna you know, spray graffiti on the wall. Like, okay, mm -hmm. what's the point? Are you gonna spray graffiti, but you're gonna be a graffiti artist and being recognized you know, in an international scope? So I think there's a way around it. Mm -hmm. And that comes with age and wisdom and, and time. Mm. Yeah, uh, Absolutely, I and I think the thing is that even if you're a rebel, even if you're not, you know, there is this society, this community within cu all cultures, but certain cultures in particular, definitely mine, where everyone has an opinion on everything you do. <laughs> and whether you ask for it or not, you are going to get that opinion. Yes. So yeah. how did you block out that noise? You know, um, it's, that, that's, that's actually, that's a really interesting question. The, the best and worst opinion of yourself is you. You do you. It took me a really long time to understand that because if I'm not okay, and when I say I'm not okay, I mean my mental well-being, my emotional well-being, my physical, if I'm not okay, how can I then help my husband? How can I help my kids? How can I help my mother? And, you know, society can dictate a lot of things, but they're not there to put a roof on top of your head. They're not there to put food in your belly. They're not there when you're sad, when you're upset. So I don't understand why we need to please so many people who do so little for us. And um, look, the blocking, it is possible, but it can't happen throughout your life. And I think early on, I didn't have enough or good enough mentors who could teach me the right things. I mean, one of my uncles, who's fantastic, and he's a, he's, he's a wonderful entrepreneur, and he said, listen, Ida, never pick a side when you go into the office. Office politics is like the worst thing. Mm -hmm. Pick your side. Mm -hmm. Full stop. Are you with team A, team B? I don't care. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Are we going to get the job done? Kala. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of people are going to like that. But at the end of the day, you walk away and you've learned a lesson. Now, whether they like you or they don't like you, the project failed and or the project succeeded, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. You've still gained considerable experience. You've learned something from it, good or bad. It doesn't mm. matter. And, and 
let's talk about experience and mentors because, <laughs> it, you know, I feel like I see so much of it on social media and stuff. And I guess we have so many resources now with yeah. social media that you can, by, with a click of a button, connect with someone yeah. and reach out to them. You know, back in the day when I was uh, at university to become a journalist, to connect with someone, you literally yeah. had to show up to the office <laughs> and, you know, handwritten letter and yeah. get it in. But, but nowadays there is that pressure of having a mentor, but I don't think that a mentor necessarily has to be someone in your field. You know, it can be absolutely anyone from any different walk of life. How did you find your mentors? I guess, I guess it would very organic. You just said it. Mm. I learn something new from everybody every day. You don't have to have a title. You don't have to be from a certain part of society or nationality or it's not gender specific. Leadership is not gender specific. Being a mentor is not gender specific. It's not. You can learn something from the the valet guy. I, I had an, I, this morning. I had a, an incident with one of the valet guys, but he was so positive. Like mm. he was. He he had to deal with 135 women wanting to get their cars in the heat. Oh my god! And this guy's like getting his keys, and and we're like, where's our cars? <laughs> Ah, <laughs> it's just like, ah, all these Emirati women, someone's going to eat me. But he was laughing the whole time. It was his attitude. And he's a man. He doesn't have a title. Mm -hmm. um, he's of a completely different nationality. I, di I didn't ask what nationality he was from, but he was so positive. And that's something that you can learn. So why could, couldn't someone like him be a mentor? Because I think we underestimate the wealth of experience and contributions that people can give us because we put the barriers ahead. Mm -hmm. I think throughout, I mean, throughout the conversations, I'm just gonna mention this a lot, the biggest barriers to everything, and, and we hear this a lot, and a question that you asked about the challenges, most of the challenges is not because I didn't get the support or somebody didn't have it or, I, or, or, or something didn't happen. It's because I said, oh, I don't think I can do it. And so the barriers of like thinking who could be your mentor, anybody could be your mentor, mm -hmm. anybody could be a mentor because Everybody has something to teach you. Yeah. And and I think we limit ourselves to saying, oh, this person looks like it could be the perfect mentor because we studied the same thing. Mm -hmm. But maybe maybe they can teach you something about finance or investments or, I don't know, coloring. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. it, it, it doesn't matter. So I have, my kids teach me a lot. Yeah. My kids taught me patience. Mm -hmm. I had zero patience before my kids. Zero patience. I didn't take crap from anybody. Mm. And then they came in, I was just like, <sighs> okay. <laughs> they controlled me. Mm. So, But how important um, is it for us to be having these conversations internally within our cultures and within our circles? All the time. Is this something that you, you do quite a lot? Yes, mm. I do, a lot. So I have a younger sister. Um, my sister was born when I was 17. So I, I would say she's my first child. Mm -hmm. Because we're so different, but it, the proper generational gap. Like I'm an '80s child; she's 2000. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm like in my time, and she's like, okay, you know, <laughs> you, you sound like you're 70. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, it's 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 important for us to always have that that open door conversation. And there is so many, and, and there's still a lot of conversations that are still considered taboo, or there's a lot of insecurities, or you're afraid of how the person might look at you, and I think it's okay to ask a question. If you don't get the right answer, it's fine. Mm. And I also don't think it's nice to infringe your opinion. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, 
uh, one question that I always get is, how do you balance it all? Mm. So I'm like, this is my model. I don't know if it's going to work for you or not, but if you like it, then you can implement the same model. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the time that my kids go to bed, I'm such a military mom. I'm like 8.30, I don't want to hear you breathe, mm -hmm. <laughs> unless mm -hmm. if it's snoring breathing. Yeah. And so many people are like, oh, but why don't you just let, it's the weekend. Okay, but you don't have to deal with them if they're sick. You don't have to deal with them if I have to go to an event in the evening after they go to bed and come back home at 1 a.m. and then I have to wake up the next day. You don't have to deal with all of that. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think we, we, need to, we need to learn and understand who we are as people first mm -hmm. before we go out and seek the help or the mentorship that we're trying to look out for. Yeah, and, and let's talk about this balance that people ask about, you know, because, you know, I recently interviewed a woman and I said, she, you know, she's exactly like you, so career driven, so successful, also a mom, wears a hundred different hats. And we discussed the question, do you ever feel guilty? And we said, a man never gets asked that question. <laughs> yes. uh, but I imagine that's a question that you get asked all the time. All the time. All the time. How do you balance being a mom and being a career woman? I, I think it's such an unfortunate thing that females are always the default parents. The default, like, you know, I'm the eldest in the family. Mm -hmm. So you're the default child. You always have to be the good one. Why? It, it's, it's, you, we have to break that, right? And, and I think it, it, it goes from generation to generation. And I think it goes from person to person. But um, I'm going to use this analogy. I use it every time. So mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're probably, you probably have heard it somewhere else. But I always tell people, balance is, you know, everybody likes pizza, right? I think we all like pizza. Yeah. Think of a pizza that your favorite pizza and all the favorite toppings that you would have liked to have. Your life, your day is like a pizza. Mm -hmm. It's not all sliced equally. You're not going to have the same toppings on every single slice. And so your life is exactly like that. This hour, you could be more boss. Mm -hmm. The next hour, you could be more employee. Two hours after that, you could have lunch with your friends. And it's literally a mix and match of things. But the balance doesn't come from the outside. It has to come from you. You need to decide, does this work for me or it doesn't work for me? Mm -hmm. And you know what? I mean, we could take a, a lesson or two from men. Men are so direct. They don't have the wishy-washy. They don't have the, oh my God, I'm gonna have 10,000 thoughts, you know, just getting from point A to point B. It, they're very simple creatures. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I know this because I have to raise two boys <laughs> who hopefully will be amazing human beings, but they're so simple. They don't overcomplicate. They have a question and the question has an answer. Mm -hmm. For us, we have a question. No, we have questions. Mm -hmm. And then for each question, there's layers of answers. And then we analyze the layers of answers. And then we come back to the question where we don't know the answer. Yeah, we just overcomplicate it. Mm -hmm. so do you think? Do you think as women though we are heading towards the more black and white areas rather than the grey? Um, I would say yes. I think I think they there there is there we've progressed so much. I I look it, regardless of what I say, we are so privileged living in this part of the world, being from the UAE. This is an amazing country. And I don't just say this, being an Emirati and, and, and having the support, the leadership has been amazing. We have never seen this, oh, do we have equity or do we have equality? We don't have this. And we get, keep getting asked this question. Between my husband and I, we never decide, oh, oh, sorry, you're gonna do the dishes. We do everything together. We plan together. It's always been 
together. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't understand gender balance problems mm -hmm. because I've never had the gender balance problems. I see it, yes, I've encountered it, and I have had incidents where I'm like, mm, wow. But it, 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 it's, it's interesting to see how people um, take, take it out of context. Mm -hmm. And you know, going back to what I said is we are not just, we're, we are moving towards black and white. It's okay to be gray sometimes. You can't have the answers to everything mm -hmm. all the time. But I think we also need to start with supporting a lot more. We say that, yes, we should support more, but then are we really including everybody mm -hmm. or events like all women's thing are exclusive? Mm -hmm. I, so, I mean, it, it, it's a chicken and egg situation or a double-edged sword situation, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you say we, need, we are 50% of the society, so we need to be 50% of the society, we need to think more linear, we mm -hmm. need to think more. But by doing these types of things, we aren't thinking like them. Mm -hmm we're still going back into gray mode. Mm -hmm. So I think we are working towards it. I think as individuals, as organizations, as societies, um, but it, it'll take time. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're not, nobody said, nobody's saying, oh, we wanna be like men. I just wanna make that yeah. <laughs> very clear. Men are men, women are women. But I think it's, it's, it's good to appreciate that they have a lot of really good qualities that we should also embody. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of really good qualities and traits that they should also embody as mm -hmm. well, you know? And it's not about reversal of roles. And, and I think, you know, being the default parent shouldn't always be the default parent. Being the default daughter or child or employee shouldn't always be the case. Mm -hmm. So getting to that balance, I think it might take some time. It might take some time. Yeah, and, and as, as someone who is a parent and, you know, has this level of thinking and has this awareness of society and community as a whole and then also incredibly aware of your culture as well <laughs> and having two boys. So then we take on the resp responsibility as, con you know, taking away that conditioning from society, yeah. trying to reset the next generation. Yes. How do you go about doing that? Oh, I have to say it's tough. Like I, yeah, we wrestle at mm -hmm. home because that's what boys do, you know? I can't take them to the room and be like, oh, this. but I do ask them for their opinions. I'm like, do you think mom looks good today? Yeah, mm -hmm. you look amazing. So I like that. I like that they can feel that they can compliment, you know, or, or hearing from my boys like, mama, you look like a princess today. Aww. I'm like, just a princess, not a queen. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's one step at a time. Mm -hmm. One step at a time. I, I don't think we should rush it, you know? The, the good thing about learning is that it's a lifelong journey. I don't have the answers to everything. I can only do me and my surroundings or my peers or my family and my kids and so on one day at a time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what my kids are gonna be, but I'm not going to dictate to them whether they should be the next engineer. I'm not going to gender differentiate what job they're gonna do, mm -hmm. right? So if they, you know, if they, if they wanna be an artist, be an artist, mm -hmm. so what, you know? And one, one of the things, I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you get this in, in, uh, in your society or in your culture, but one of the things that I hate is, you know, whenever you go to a wedding, they're like, oh, inshallah, in Arabic, we mm -hmm. say, so inshallah, we see your kids as like the groom or mm -hmm. the bride or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we used to get that a lot. I don't think people do it as much now. I think just the older generation, we don't do it at least. But why can't people say like, why can't I just hear like, I'd love to see your daughter as a CEO one day. Mm -hmm. Why does she always have to be Cinderella? Yeah. 
No, you're so right. And that reminds me of Cher's quote <laughs> when she, when Cher, when her mum said to her, oh, honey, I want you to marry a rich man. And yeah. Cher turned around and she goes, mum, I am the <laughs> rich, rich man. <laughs> you know, and, that, and that's so true. And I think that's so important for the next generation of boys to understand yeah. that as well. Because yeah. I also feel like they're fighting against it. They're like, hang on, a girl is the same as me. It's the same, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, so, so my husband and I, like, we always, we, we fight the fight because my kids, when, once they get into cahoots together, they're always against us. Mm -hmm. So I told my husband, I said, we need to be in a united front because they need to see mom and dad. So they see, like, okay, she's different and he's different. Mm -hmm. But when they think, they think alike. When they do stuff, they do things together. So we, we, know, we don't always tell them off for certain things. So we act and then they follow what we act. You know, we mm -hmm. play sports and the kids follow us because they're like, oh my God, mom and dad are playing sports. So they see that there's there's a lot of equity. There, it's not about equality. We're very different. You know, he, he's, a, he's a better paddle tennis player than I, <laughs> than I am. You know, he runs more. I'm mm -hmm. just like, oh, okay, I'm done now. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and, and we're built differently and it's okay. But we can have similar interests. We can enjoy things together. We can go out as a family. So they see that there is, there's equity and there's some sort of equilibrium that's happening in the house, which you know, which needs a man and a woman together mm -hmm. without having to like spell it out. So we're not like mommy does this job, so she is, you know, it's it's not it's not robotic. Mm -hmm. and, and and I think we've stopped telling people these things and we stopped teaching them these things. But the more we enforce it and we verbalize it and we kind of make them think towards it. And one thing I have to say though, and, and I, I think I've mentioned this to, I can't remember who I, I did, it was probably today or maybe a couple of days ago. Our stores are still not, um, they're very focused on gender specific. Mm -hmm. There's a pink section mm -hmm. because you can only play with dolls, mm -hmm. but he can only play with cars. Yeah. I wanna play with cars. Mm -hmm. I love cars. Yeah. I love, I, I love racing. Mm -hmm. Why can't I play with cars? Yeah. Um, same thing with clothing. Mm -hmm. or uh, products. Why is your shirt more expensive than a guy's shirt? Mm -hmm. It's made out of cotton. Yeah. Oh, they were both made in Indonesia. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yours has maybe one extra button than his, mm -hmm. but it's like 25% more the extra cost. Why? Yeah. But th th the problem is, even if you're different or you dictate a certain type of mentality, the, the world is still not ready. We don't market for men and women the same. We don't market for girls and boys the same. So we, as much as we can try, a lot of things have to change. Mm -hmm. A lot of things. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, what? just play with whatever toy you want. Yeah. Why is there like a girl Lego and then there's a boy Lego? Mm -hmm. and, you can, and you can see it. Like, it's like, I, I just like Lego. Mm -hmm. Can I just not like Lego? There's some things where you just can't, we, should, we, should, we shouldn't make it difficult for women to reach those specific goals. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and I think my boys understand that. Mm -hmm. If you work hard, you can play hard. Yeah. If you don't work hard, you can't play hard. It yeah. doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl. And I, and I think you teach by example, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And there's certain things that school, the academic system can't teach you. Yeah. And these these kind of core values are really, really inbuilt in people yeah. at home. Yeah. And, you know, their upbringing, which it sounds sounds like your boys are gay. So that's very, very good. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, and, and also the society we live in, the community here in, in, in the UAE and Dubai. Uh, I would love to know from you lastly, I mean, it, the, this community, this country has changed so much, so quickly, progressed incredibly. How would you, um, I guess, if you were to do an Oscar thank you speech to the country <laughs> uh, to, in, in making who you are today, uh, what, what would you say? How has it, it really helped you? 
I know this is a, it's a loaded question because, yeah. Well, um, I'd say three things. Um, the first is I'd say thank you for allowing us to be part of making the history. Because if you look at so many other countries in the world, people are reading about things in their history books. We're actually making history. Mm -hmm. We're a part of it because we're a young country. And um, thank you for being flexible, agile, welcoming, um, exploratory, um, and demanding, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and giving. As much as we demand, we also give. Um, and finally, um, just thank you for the peace and, and security, you know. I don't have to, I don't have to worry about anything. Mm -hmm. I, and and we, we take it for granted, you know. Here, I mean, if my boys walk 10 kilometers the other way, I'll find them. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we take those things for, for, for granted. And, and, and finally, just to summarize, is just giving us the opportunity to learn from so many different people. I, I, I don't know any other country or city in the world where you have 200 nationalities that you can just tap into. Mm -hmm. if, you know, if, if, if somebody gave you a buffet, it's basically saying, here's everything that you can do. It's up to you to choose what you want. But it's up to me to say, oh, I want to I wanna taste of... Mm -hmm. Jamaica yeah you know I want to I want to see how Jamaicans eat and live and but I I have to take that first step yeah so if, if the country has already done that so I want to say thank you for giving us that opportunity because you know otherwise you would have to travel <laughs> 200 plus countries just to discover all of that but we have all that here mm -hmm. and it's just it's just an arm's length away well when you put it that way yeah yeah well, when you put it that way, I was already feeling blessed that I live here and now <laughs> even more so. Um, that was just such a beautiful ending to the episode. I'd, I'd like to say thank you to you for thank your time, you. for your words, for sharing your stories and your wisdom. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we wish you all the best in, in all that you do. And thank you once again. Thank you so much. You too.